Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports, Yeah. brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. How about that? And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. Let's get him. Let's get him hard. Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, uh, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from ground zero, that's right, the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California, check it, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated, my name is Pedro Fernandez, welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course we come to you Saturdays and Sundays live at 11 a.m. Pacific time, that's 2 p.m. Eastern time. Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, SB Nation, like a plethora of other internet platforms. Straight up, we're talking combat sports for the next hour. Of course, open phone lines all around the planet. If you dare to call, you can take part. 1-800, but, but if you call up here with something lame, I will dog you. 1-800-878-752. You have been warned. 1-800-878-752. That's 1-800-878-752. Of course, the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. You can't get yelled at if you shoot me a text. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Well, there have been some fights this week. Uh, a couple fights got canceled, but there have been some fights. And, you know, it's sort of good when, when fights take place and upsets take place. I mean, that's what boxing's all about. People say to me, oh, man, no, no, upsets. That's, that's what you really thrive for. Because, you know, boxing goes, sort of goes to a script. I mean, it's not choreographed, but it's not scripted per se. But, you know, if you got a guy that's like like a 40 to 1 favorite or the other guy, he's probably going to win, right? Well, bottom line is tonight they've got boxing from Mexico City, another 40 to 1 fight. We don't need the 40 to 1 fights. In other words, we're coming back. Boxing's coming back for us 40 years ago today. Sugar Ray Leonard upset by Roberto Duran in Montreal, the brawl in Montreal, the battle for the WBC crown. So we got lots of stuff to talk about. Plus, we'll talk about the. Battle of the Sexes before we bring in Socrates Palmer after the break. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hope you can handle it. The style of your hair, the way that you fair, under all conditions, your mind all of the time. So wonderful, so marvelous, girl, you're everything to me. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code radio and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the Superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Summer's here, and it's time to enjoy the season. That means it's time to feed your yard with Scott's. It's easy to help your lawn stand up to summer's wear and tear, to keep it lush and green and help prevent those brown spots. It's time to get outside and enjoy every day. And Scott's has got you covered, because even though this summer may feel different, the best things never change. So let's get to it. It's time to enjoy your yard. Scott's, it's good out here. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. It turned out to be a battle of the sexes, but it should have been the garbage man versus the cop. The cop was Bob Geary, a fellow San Francisco policeman with a big mouth. A wannabe ventriloquist, Geary had gay tendencies and was also a bodybuilder. So he, he and Greg the garbage man get into a beef and argument over the parking of garbage trucks, and it escalates as penis head Geary starts giving the garbage trucks parking tickets, Okay. The captain squashes the tickets and tells Geary to lay off, but he won't. Gray the garbage man called Geary a maggot, only he used an F at the beginning of the unflattering word. So for weeks they would go back and forth, the garbage man and the cop. One day the garbage man says, let's box and settle it. Geary again all muscled up, a beat cop, didn't want to look bad out there in the street, so he accepted. 
So we set up a ring in San Francisco's North Beach, in particular, Washington Square, with some media attention, both media, both newspaper and television. Of course, I was writing for the Progress at the time, I believe, also. So we had all this media attention. So we get about 4,000 people in the park. I set up some exhibitions. Two-time Golden Glove champion Hector Martinez was part of the mix, as we're just killing time before the main event. Of course, the main event is Greg the Garbage Man versus Bob the Cop. C&I was the promoter, the matchmaker, the announcer. Well, I guess I had to be the referee for the main event, too. So I checked Greg the Garbage Man for a mouthpiece, and he was drunk. Drunk as a skunk. I mean, this guy was breathing fire. So I go over and do the same for Bob Geary, and he's shaking so bad you would have thought he had Parkinson's disease. <laughs> I kid you not. The bell rings, and the fight is on. Greg the Garbage Man versus Bob the Cop. The garbage man came out to ring center. Geary met him there. The garbage man threw one lunging punch, and the cop was down. Not only was he down, but he wasn't getting up. Not anytime soon, anyway. Not anytime soon. So with most of the crowd pulling for Greg the Garbage Man, they're happy that the part-time vitriolicist Bob Geary has been silenced. As I'm scraping Geary off the canvas, the crowd starts booing, and the chance of fixed fight started, and they started getting louder and louder. People started hurling projects, uh, objects into the ring. Hey, this wasn't so bad. You know, it wasn't like these drunk San Franciscans paid to go see a fight, but still, they weren't happy campers. That being said, and with people booing mercilessly, I decided I would take a chance and challenge anybody in the crowd to box me with a three round, for a three-round exhibition. You know, I'm only weighing about 145 pounds, so I challenge these people, regar anybody, regardless of weight. When nobody stepped forward, I said something like, not too, many really, not too many real men in this crowd, something like that, blah, blah, blah. At that point, there was a stir ringside as the crowd was pushing forward, was pushing through towards the ring. It was a bunch of chicks. And when I say chicks, in this sense, I mean you should think of rough women. So I've got this group of women. They said they were females, all wanting to kick my ass. I remember looking over my, my mother and my stepfather. All I could see was her sunglasses and her teeth, as most people thought this was funny, okay? Never wanted to back away from a fight. You guys never, never lost a fight on the street. Anyway, never wanted to back away from a, from a fight. Um, what am I going to say? You know, these women are getting, me all, getting all buffed up. They're screaming, throwing stuff in the ring. So I tell the females, I'm not going to box them all. I'll fight one of them. I'll fight the best. At that point in time, Maria steps forward. And if you are thinking Maria and West Side Story, no, no, no. Think George Lopez. This big mama looked just like George Lopez. So I'm trying to mess with her as I look for a pair of gloves. She don't need no gloves. I was talking a lot of spit. That spit with an H because I had a microphone in my hand. So we lace up the gloves, and I asked Hector the referee, but he wanted no part of this, okay? He knew this was going to go bad real quick. So with no referee, three two-minute rounds or less, right? I walk out to touch gloves with Maria, and she's in a perfect boxer stance. I should have known from the way she was holding her hands that this wasn't just a big broad with boxing gloves. This was a big broad that was a ringer. She could box. Yes, Maria had experience. Nine professional fights at 170 plus pounds. Here was a waif at 145. So then for the next two minutes, Maria's throwing everything she has at me, and I'm blocking and moving. I haven't thrown a punch yet. There's no need to ruin the afternoon with me drilling Maria. I mean, believe it or not, was a lesbian, and not after long, she was an angry one. So by the third round, having only popped her with a couple of jabs, a few jabs, I cracked her in the body to thwart her whirlwind aggression, and she fell into me. With the wind knocked out of her, I'm talking in her ear. You ain't whooping me, so just chill. Just chill, girl. Just chill. Looking to kill time and entertain the crowd, I reached around and grabbed Maria's brass without the B and the R. Bad move, Pedro. 
that one angry lesbian, she has a crew of angry lesbians, and you have affronted them all. I never hit her, or really tried to. I thought it was slapstick humor. Once again, those women didn't see it my way. As, they were, as I was taking off my gloves, there were punches, come, incoming punches from all different angles. You guess, guessed it, from a bunch of angry lesbians. And the end of the night, we came close to raising $5,000 for a North Beach charity. As for angry lesbians, is there really any other kind? So we go from North Beach in the Battle of the Sexes to the Bronx. And Box is only PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Pedro. Okay, did you I'm like really... that one? Yeah, yeah. I... And that, that lesbian comment, is there any other? <laughs> well, yeah, so I think I stole that one from Bobby Slayton. But the bottom line was, we had a great time that day. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, I had some angry lesbians. That's all I can say. They were very angry. The crowd loved it. I loved it. I had a good time. <clears throat> and nobody got hurt. At the end of the day, as I said, I said Bob Geary. And I tried to, you know, the, the policeman. And he was a beat cop. And when I say he's a beat cop, he's sort of like a beat cop in San Francisco Broadway, where they have all the strip clubs and everything. Yeah, so you sort of, sort of have to be a tough guy to be a beat cop down there. Well, he couldn't lick a stamp if you wet his tongue, man. I mean, he couldn't, okay? So he got exposed, and eventually he, had, he lost he, you know, he lost that position on the police department. He had to go back to something else because they realized he was just a big puss, man. I mean, he, he couldn't lick a stamp if you wet his tongue. Enough of Bob Geary. How's life in New York City? How's the Bronx? Uh, life in New York City, it's summer's hit. It's a uh, it's a muggy day today. It's a uh, uh, high 80s, uh, but the, things are pretty cool. Uh, the governor is supposed to bring us into phase two starting Monday. That's supposed to be a green light for barbershops and hair salons and restaurants uh, for Ho- hookers. In, in, hookers. Well, I mean that is, I think they are essential workers. You know, I think they're still you know, working. I don't know if they were eligible for stimulus money uh, from the government, but I, I don't think that they uh, were covered under <laughs> under the phase two. Uh, so so what phase what what phase will the what, what phase will the working girls be involved in or will they be? I, I don't know. I'd have to research <laughs> you got to call my governor, got to call Mario and ask him what's going on. Hey, you know what? Him and his him and his brother. That's a good little two man act. They throw on CNN every once in a while. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I, I think they're pretty humorous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you figure when they're both, you know, or at least Andrew and he's done with politics. Maybe they go uh, on, on Broadway and take a, you know, take their show on the road. Uh, the Saturday Night Live. Chemistry. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. like one man show that Mike Tyson did, something like that. Just sit him on a stool, let him do their thing. Anyway, what's what's is boxing opening up in New York? Are you guys got any fight schedule? I have not heard of any anything. Um, even before this, the uh, the scene, the boxing scene had slowed down because a lot of promoters just can't afford the taxes and, and the insurance that they're uh, that they are charging them with. Uh, other than the big boys, you know, top ranked, you know, they were using the Garden and, and uh, PBC uses the Barclays. Uh, not much going on in terms of uh, the New York fight scene. Um, and I certainly haven't heard anything from, from the more prominent promoters of the area like uh, Lou DiBella, um, Joe DeGuardia. Those kind of like the guys that kind of promote club shows in and around uh, New York. But I haven't heard anything yet. You know, you mentioned Joe DeGuardi and Lou DiBella, two different personalities there. One guy, I'd like, one guy I'd like to take into a boardroom with me. The other guy I'd like to take into the alley with me. 
You where I'm coming from on that one? I, I have a I have a feeling. Yeah, you I can mean, elaborate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I want Lou in the boardroom, and I want I want you know. I mean, he, listen. When you look at at, um, at the New York promotion scene right now, of course, the taxes and the insurance that you're talking about is like burdensome, and they probably can't throw shows for the most part. Club shows are are, are almost dead. And can we say that? Can we say that club shows are dead in New York because of this? They're not buzzing like they were just a few years ago, that's for sure. Okay, so we've got talent. There are people in the gym. People want a box. There's no doubt about it, okay? And there's no club show. So how can that be addressed? You're the Ph.D. of boxing. How do we straighten that out? Well, uh, how, I guess you'd have to bring it back to the way it was just up until 2002 or three when I started being a member of the media. Um, I wish I had the exact facts on how much promoters used to pay, but Lou DiBella had Broadway boxing once a month. You know, um, he would have uh, the Manhattan Center. He'd book that. Then he started using BB King, uh, a small nightclub mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then he got the deal with uh sny cable and msg he, they would broadcast uh, they have to make it affordable guys at the end of the day everyone wants to get paid um and these local fighters that are able to sell tickets uh, i remember Demetrius salida who was mm-hmm. a you know a c-level fighter but the guy sold tickets you know he would get his hasidic jews behind him and they would have about 5,000 tickets for a club show. And that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy is sell- selling tickets, not not comps. You know, um, you, you know a thing about comps, right, Pedro? Yeah. What's, what's, my, <laughs> what's my line on comps? No comps. No, no comps. comps, man. Some girl tried to hit me up for a girl. She goes, you and I used to go out. I go, 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. it, it, Anyway, when you when you talked about um, Salida having those Hasidic Jews in the crowd, did he have the Russian mob with him too? I, I, I oh, see the fifth on that. Oh, oh, did he really say that? Did he really? We're getting <laughs> loose today, folks. We're having a good time. The the PhD of boxing is on the line from the Bronx. He'll stick with us after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Some classic examples of pimping. And I'm not talking about hookers. I'm talking about athletes after the break. I've been railing on this for months, but guess what? It's come forward. The the epidemic, the pandemic is making things tough, right? Guys can't get a fight. So guess what? Instead of fighting for 40 grand, you fight for 12. You're tuned to Ring Talk. You know, I'm just excited, uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your 
your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. My thing is that, you know what, we're all straight, so we know, like you said, nobody deserves to go out like this. And unfortunately, my my car was dealt with, you know, having to go out like this. And, well, you know, all, all I can say is that I had 45 great, great, wonderful years of life. I had 20 good, wonderful, great people behind me throughout my boxing career, which is all the fans, all you guys from the first. You know, I love you guys. I appreciate all the everything you guys ever did for me. The horns of the mighty tower of power before that. Junaro Chicanito Hernandez. June 4, 2011. He passed away June 7, 2011. That was the last interview that Chicanito did. Uh, we had to cut it up because I was crying. I was crying during that one. That was a tough one anyway. I wanted to mention the fact he passed away June 7, 2011, the age of 45 from cancer. May he rest in peace. He had 41 fights, only lost two fights, man, to Floyd Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya. Not too bad, huh? May he rest in peace, Chicanito Gennaro Hernandez. Back to the Bronx, of course, in the uh, boxing's only true PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer. Ryan Garcia uh, having a bit of having um, some problems with uh, Oscar De La Hoya, huh? Yeah, and doing it out in public, you know, or at least on the internet. Uh, that 
dirty laundry, you know, you're supposed to take care of stuff in-house, you know, but uh, Ryan Garcia didn't like uh, Oscar's, uh, well, he basically put it out public that Ryan didn't want to fight on the 4th of July, and uh, Ryan... I think he didn't want to fight for 200 grand. I think that's what it was. It was a 200 grand. I mean, you know, I mean, if you're going to put him on a holiday bout, showcase him. He's the second, he, he, what is he, the second biggest draw on the zone, isn't he? I mean, as far as the numbers are concerned, I mean, that fact that he sold out that Honda Center down there in Anaheim, California in a few hours, things like that. Not too many people can sell those kind of tickets. Now, I know you think he's lacking as far as his ability is concerned, but he don't lack when it comes to selling tickets and attracting chicks. No, I, I well, I certainly think that he's a talented fighter. Um, second, right. I thought he would be more third, no, behind obviously Canelo and, and Joshua, but um, two hundred grand is still a pretty good payday. I mean, considering the fact that who who was he going to fight? You know what? I, it's not. I don't think it is a good payday. I think that when you're, because I think you need to get paid. And and if he's drawn any, if he's drawn anything to the zone, if he's drawn anything to the zone, he needs to get paid. Two hundred thousand dollars is is it's nothing in two thousand twenty. I mean, two hundred thousand dollars. You want to talk about pimping? Breaking that down afterwards. Thirty percent goes to the manager. Ten percent goes to the ten percent goes to the um the trainer. The cut man gets three percent. Uh, the tax man. You know what I mean? How much? What's it going to be yeah. left? He's not going to be left with too much after that. So, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I think fighters have got to get paid. And, and speaking of fighters getting paid, <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, the fact that he sold out that arena that last time. In in in, in evidently the two hundred grand. He must have got a little less than two hundred grand for that because. This was a step up. This was supposedly a raise. You, you can see. Right. Can't you see where he's upset? No, I, I definitely see, and I, I commend the young man uh, for knowing his value and his worth um, and sticking to it. He's. I'm sure that if it's not him or somebody got in his ear and started doing breaking down the numbers to him, and uh, you know, if you if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything is the old saying. So um, Ryan knows that he uh, is a star, he, you know, and he, and he has a chance to be a megastar. So, you know, props to him for, you know, standing, uh, standing his ground uh, against uh, a guy who's a legendary figure in terms of making money, Oscar De La Hoya, and, and you would figure that he would be able to relate to Ryan. Well, you know, you can't relate to Ryan because he doesn't want to cut the check. And here's what's up: if if, if Ryan would have came to me and said, "You know what? I want more than two hundred grand," I would have gave him a half a million dollars. I would have made this kid as happy as he can ever be because he keeps dro- people that sell tickets. When you put a guy's picture on a poster and it does something, you got to pay him for it. In other words, you don't pay wrestlers on that that aren't on the poster. You know where I'm coming from? In other words, if, if you right. got this big advertisement, Hulk Hogan versus uh, Harley Race and this and that, and, and you're not on the poster, you're not selling any tickets, you're not bringing anybody in there, you don't deserve to get paid like that. But if you are the real guy, the true draw, you need to get paid. And more than anybody else, Oscar De La Hoya should know that. And speaking of getting paid, you know, I've been talking for months, and you, you, you bring it up, and you've brought up how the UFC puts themselves before the fighters. Anthony Ivey got knocked out in 59 seconds last week on the uh, 
on the USC card, USC on ESPN, he got eleven thousand dollars. Okay, um, who else got nice? Yeah, eleven thousand dollars. Uh, a woman's bantamweight bout, Gina Mazzani, she got ten thousand dollars to get knocked out in twenty-two seconds. This is this is inc- you know what it is? There aren't any fights. And Dana White's telling these people, you know, there aren't any fights right now. The pandemic's happening, blah, blah, blah. You don't fight for a nickel, you won't fight at all. So they have to fight for a nickel instead of fighting for a quarter. Now, a quarter was, a quarter was minimum wage before, and now a nickel's a, f- a fifth of minimum wage. You see where I'm coming from on this? Absolutely. Um, it's that whole take it or leave it, supply and demand. I hear you. I hear you. Um, now, the... the if you want to be objective and play devil's advocate, are they going to get that money in the gate? No, because they're fighting in, in studios and and without that uh, those ticket sales. So, but they have almost a billion dollar TV deal. I mean, you know, come on, man. Sure. I mean, come True on, that. you know, and like the no. WWE, they're not throwing house shows. They can still make billions of dollars not throwing house shows. Right, because of subscription and and they are and oh and you they are a tradable. Uh, company in the stock market absolutely all right so speak, i'm glad i'm glad we sort of brought up the wwe are you surprised that week after week the raw ratings and the smackdown ratings keep getting lower and lower i mean they're like point point one point two one point three and last week i think it was 1.5 on raw you know and and when uh when when Fox signed them up to that big was it Fox who are you where whoever signed up to that big Fox? deal yeah Fox signed that big deal they're expecting a 10 uh, out of that, and they're getting a 1.5. I mean, you know, when you're expecting a Ken, you only get 1.5. What do you do? Well, that's uh, it's surprising, yes, especially you know, during this pandemic, uh, quarantine, everybody's home. You figure, you know, more people are watching television, but it's just look at the product, they don't Thank they you. don't have the star power anymore. Thank like, you, you know, so many guys have uh, retired and evolved into other things of entertainment uh Dwayne Johnson and John Cena and Stone Cold Goldberg all those guys have gotten old and they haven't been able to to keep the uh, the 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 uh what's the word I'm looking for the uh the machine going you know with that next uh, star uh, Roman Reigns yeah uh, he kind of was like the guy you thought that would be able to you know uh carry the baton uh but he's had his health issues, and, you know, it's... He just had it, twins, it, too. Yeah. And Tony it's Khan, it. the billionaire that owns AEW, um, that's on uh, Wednesday nights going up against WWE's NXT, they're not drawing much better. They're beating WWE uh, each Wednesday night, barely. But, um, I mean, I thought that... I thought the... I mean, cut, uh, make a long story short. I really thought that competition was going to be good. And now we've got four or five wrestling companies going, and nothing's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of mediocre stuff and guys that all kind of wrestle the same, the same type of gimmick. It's it's a downtime, and and it's, it's funny because there's more wrestling than ever on television. Bring back the Sheik. We need his people to throw fire. That kind of stuff. <laughs> that was those were the cool days. Socks, say hello to the family. We'll talk soon. Thank you, sir, and happy Father's Day, brother. Oh my God, thank you so much. The one, the same to you. The one, the only, folks. The incredible father, husband. I'm going to say role model. He is boxing's only PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer, appearing exclusively on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code radio and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402. 877-360-0402. 877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app iHeartRadio is that easy download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez are we right? you gonna run the one more? yeah 5.30 Sugar Ray Leonard Roberto Duran June 20th 1980 of course me and Ray Lair me and Ray running there in 1989 God it seems like an eternity but it wasn't Wow, 1989 doesn't seem like that long ago, but 40 years ago today, Sugar Ray Leonard. And, of course, the stadium in which he won the gold medal in. I'm talking about Montreal, Canada. Of course, the showdown in Montreal, the brawl in Montreal. Call it what you want. But Leonard was undefeated 27-0. Coming in was better than 20 knockouts. Of course, coming off the one-punch knockout, that combination. But that last left hook, when he knocked out Davey Boyd Green, that was probably the ugliest knockout of the year as far as 1980 was concerned. No doubt about it. And, of course, Roberto Duran. 72-1, and one. the man with the hands of stone, 60-plus knockouts, a former light 
welterweight champion. The man that skipped 140 pounds of junior welterweight limit because the junior welterweight champion, Antonio Cervantes, wouldn't fight him. So he moved on up to 147 pounds. He's a number one contender. Ray Leonard and him, they go off to ring center. 15 rounds later, 15 rounds later, Roberto Duran wins. One judge calls it calls it an even fight uh, for 10 rounds. I kid you not. He scored the fight 3-2. to two. A 15-round fight, he scored it 3-2 to two for Duran. And, of course, 10 rounds even. The other two judges uh, a little bit more, uh, had a little bit more common sense, gave the fight to Roberto Duran. Duran will win the WBC, the WBC World Boxing Council, welterweight title that day. And of course, he was on top of the world. Pound for pound, the greatest fighter of all time, his zenith. There was no doubt about it. I mean, he would come back and fight Marvin Hagler in 1983, of course, and people thought that was a great 15-round performance. And, of course, he would come back and beat Iran Barkley in 1989. And people say, wow, how could he beat the guy that knocked out Tommy Hearns? But he did it. The man with the hands of stone did it. Roberto Duran did it. And he did it this day. And I remember us leaving the, the Cow Palace. I remember with Fred Gilbert was our trainer at one point in time. Hector Martinez and I had him as a trainer. He was a former pro, a local middleweight. And he had bet somebody, he had bet Leonard. Listen, this fight was broke, broken down along amongst racial lines. The Latinos, they were going with Duran, okay? And the black dudes were going with, with Ray Leonard. There was just no doubt about it. So Fred goes and bets 100 bucks on Ray Leonard with these Latin dudes. The Latin dudes obviously betting Duran, right? Even money, no doubt about that. So they announced the score backwards. Duran, boo, 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 Leonard, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, instead of saying that Duran won the fight, they announced Leonard's name first. So Fred thought that Leonard had won. So he went over, so he sees these Latin dudes running out of the arena trying to get away from paying the bet. So he chases these guys down, and they announced the decision finally in English, and Duran had won. So Fred had to pay him the 100 bucks. Fred wishes he hadn't chased that guy down that day, no doubt about that. But it was a memorable night at the Scala Palace, was no doubt about it. From the second round on, when Duran took control, we knew there was no doubt there was going to be a different ending that night. Sugar Ray Leonard, the great fighter that he was. You know, and people say to me, oh, what about no moss? Of course, November 25th, 1980, when I was standing in a, uh, a bread line, a bread line at the Parisian Bakery here in San Francisco, I was bagging French bread. I was a baker. Before I went in the police department, before after cutting hair, I was baking bread. So I'm baking bread, and, 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 and I'm doing the conveyor belt, and these loaves of bread are coming down. i got to put them in a the bag. <clears throat> and the guy says, Roberto Duran has quit. No moss, no moss. He quit. So when the no moss went down, I just like went into shock and all this bread went on the floor, like a couple hundred loaves. I kid you not. I went into shock. I was listening to my little earphone and my little radio, transistor radio. I just couldn't believe it. KCBS was telling me that the, the man with the hands of stone had quit in this match. And, you know, a lot of people say to me, well, you know, that's sort of Duran. That's, that's Duran. In other words, you can't get around. No, 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 no. One bad night. Come on, man. How many fights did he have? 116 fights? He won 103? He had one bad night, so you're going to hold that against him? Come on. And losing to Sugar Ray Leonard, like Duran said many, many times, and there's no doubt about it, there's no disgrace in losing to Sugar Ray Leonard, one of the greatest fighters of all time. 40 years ago today, if you get a chance, go to YouTube.com. They've got Duran and Leonard, the first fight, of course. They've got it in a couple different variations. They've got the Howard Cosell view, which is very biased. Cosell being the ABC, uh, a voice of ABC boxing, wide world of sports, of course, back in the day. But he was so pro-Leonard, he was like blowing Ray throughout the entire... Ray's, Ray, Ray's getting a snot beat out of him, and Howard's saying, well, it ain't that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. Uh, at the end of the day, 
Duran would win, but if you want to watch that fight, I think you should watch the closed-circuit broadcast. I think Ferdy Pacheco, maybe Jerry Corey, a couple other guys did the closed-circuit broadcast. But as far as the Howard Cosell version is concerned, that sort of sucked, no doubt about that. Now we switch gears, and we go from uh, the, the, you know, the man, of course, with the hands of stone, and we'll talk about him a little bit later uh, as well because we've got another honor to throw his way. But the bottom line is we go from the man, in the hands of, man with the hands of stone to the USC. The USC, of course, Pimp Central, baby. I keep telling you that. Guy, guy appears on national television, appears on national, no, appears on subscription television. In other words, people got to pay to watch you. You got to pay to watch you, and you get 12 grand, you get knocked out in 39, 59 seconds. Somebody else got knocked out in like 32 seconds. And then another fight got knocked out in 22 seconds. Okay? In other words, these people are getting knocked out, and they're getting 12 grand. The lady that won the main event got 100 grand. A hundred thousand dollars, one hundred twenty-two grand to win the main event, and she wouldn't have got one hundred twenty-two had she not won. In other words, if she had known, if she hadn't won, she'd only got fifty. So fifty thousand dollars for headlining a card on television during this pandemic, when there's no—I understand there's no crowd, but they've got the TV, they've got the TV money, they've got the sponsorship money. It's still coming in for Reebok. There's no doubt. I mean, the MGM is still throwing them a few bucks here and there. Okay, so they're making money. There's no doubt about it. They're making money. So why the why paying fighters less now this week? Jorge Masvidal, probably the highest fighter at 170, I think. Well, you know, outside of the champion Usman, but um, uh, he's a Incredibly talented young man. He's got 35 professional fights as an MMA guy. Of course, he came back. He came up in the backyards with Kimbo Slice. Of course, Kimbo Slice, the late YouTube icon, the MMA wannabe, professional boxer wannabe, professional wrestler wannabe. But uh, I think it was Keith Ferguson. Was that his real name? Anyway, bottom line was he's gone. And, and Mr. Masvidal doesn't want to fight for nickels and dimes anymore. Even though he just signed the contract with the USC, he, he was for he said, he said, I had no choice. Either I signed the contract or I, I walk away. And then after he signed the contract, he has second thoughts, and he wants to get paid more. And he doesn't want to get paid more um, per se. In other words, don't pay me to show up more. Pay me more of the money, of the percentage of the money, of the pay-per-view. And I've said this before now, and I'll say it again. And I may be redundant, and you guys think I'm, I'm, I'm suffering from Alzheimer's this and that. But fighters have to get paid. I mean, come on. Anthony Ivey got $11,000, $12,000 for lasting 59 seconds and getting knocked out. Ugly knockout. I mean, ugly. In other words, one of those ugly, one of those knockouts where you'll never watch it on television again if you're anybody knowing Anthony Ivey, unless you hate him. You hear what I'm saying? It was that ugly of a knockout. And, of course, there were other last-minute subs on this card. This is what this is all about, this patchwork. Mr. Patchwork himself, Dana White, just the pimp that he is, sewing together cards. I mean, and telling people, guess what? You don't fight, you don't fight. You don't make weight, you make weight. Listen, he's got people making weight, working uh, in unusual conditions. In other words, some of these camps are, in, are not really camps. They're sort of locked away. Now they're going to go off to Dubai, and they're going to have to do their things in Dubai. What happened to the fight island? Remember Dana, Dana White was talking about that big fight island where he was, he was going to uh, get, get people fighting on the beach with an octagon, this kind of stuff? That turned out to be all a piece of work. You guys all got worked on that one. He's going to do this in Dubai. Okay, and it's not going to be no fight island. It's going to be like a Dubai casino. That's where they're going to do this. So as far as Dana White coming up with this 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 incredible idea to throw these fights on this island and be totally independent, all that kind of stuff, he was just blowing smoke up you guys' skirt. That's all. That's all he really does. He blows a lot of smoke. I mean, he's in a position of power. But now, listen, 
I didn't, I know I remember him when he came to Vegas. Okay, big. He used to hang around gyms. He used to like try to train four round fighters, things like that. He was never nothing until he ran into Frank and Lorenzo Fertitta. Of course, those are the guys that own the station and Palace Casinos there in Las Vegas, Nevada. In other words, they had deep, deep pockets. They came from the Dallas, Texas, the illegal gambling dens of the of Dallas and the areas around Harlington, Texas, people like that, places like that back in the 1950s and early 1960s. The Fertitta family took their illegal money, went from Texas to Las Vegas, and bought a bunch of casinos, of course, and they eventually bought the UFC. And, of course, they eventually would sell the UFC. But, you know, how can I put this? Dana White, the pimp of all pimps, and he's got you in a corner because if you don't fight for him, there's nobody else to fight for. That's sort of screwed up because Bellator isn't throwing any money around. Okay, I, I mean, Scott Coker, the CEO there, I thought he was going to do bigger and better things there. He's not throwing any money around. Nobody else is really throwing any real money around. So they've got to go back to the UFC, hoping that they can win death match after death match and get into a big money fight because if you realize the UFC, there's not too many big money fighters. Conor McGregor, John Jones, that's it. I mean, Amanda Nunes, considered the star, the bay, the greatest, the GOAT, greatest of all time as far as female fighters concerned, coming off that knockout of Chris Cyborg Santos earlier uh, in her fight prior to that fight with Miss Spencer a couple of weeks ago. But she beat down Miss Spencer, beat her down over five rounds, okay? She got like 500 grand. And if she not won, she'd only got 350 grand. I mean, here she is, a two-division champion, only getting $500,000. Come on, man. Can't you see the pimp is on? And, and Dana, told her, Dana told her like this, if you don't fight, we're going to strip you. Because he told Miocic the same thing. He told Stippy Miocic, the heavyweight title holder, if you don't fight, we're going to strip you. He said, you know, I can't get together a proper camp right now because of the pandemic. You know, I can't get sparring partners. I can't, I can't, can't put together a good camp for 10, 10 to 12 weeks and, you know, get myself in shape in the current climate. And Dana says, you can't? He said, no, okay, then we'll strip you. And, and, and that's, that's, that's where they're at. And there's no other place to go. I mean, back in the day, it was sort of funny. I remember when Hector Camacho made a run on Don King. Let me tell you, Don King got smart after this one. Hector Camacho was a WBC 130-pound champion. That is, the super featherweight champion, junior lightweight, call it what you want. But he was a 130-pound champion, and he was a hell of a draw as far as boxing was concerned. We're talking about back 1985, 86, somewhere around there. Anyway, so... He is a WBC champion, and part of his contract is <clears throat> as long as he's a WBC champion, he's obligated to fight for Don King. So he realized there was a clause in the contract. If he wasn't champion, he didn't have to fight for Don King. So he relinquished the title. He gave up the title. Well, well, guess what? Dana and those guys learned off of that. They've got clauses in these contracts now. So these guys can't walk away. They can't go somewhere else. They have nowhere to go. They have nowhere, I mean, absolutely nowhere to go. Imagine being told, you know, you're going to fight for $12,000. And people say, you, uh, people out there say, ooh, $12,000, that's a lot of money. That's not a lot of money. After, I mean, twelve grand, okay, a third goes to the, uh, 30% goes to, goes to the manager. 10% goes to the trainer. 3% goes to the cut man. How much goes to the taxes? <clears throat> How much about the transportation? How about bringing your wife and your kid to the fight? How about feeding your wife and your kid during the camp? What do you do? How do you make money? These fighters can't make any money. They're all starving. That's what Dana White's got going on now is that they're all sort of like, they're all desperate. They're financially, they're financially desperate. Dana's got them in a bad spot. And instead of making things good for them, oh, I'm not cutting any payrolls or anything. I'm not laying anybody off. You're not paying them any money either. Okay? 
you're not paying them any money. I mean, talk about minimum wage, getting your ass whipped for getting knocked out on television for $11,000, a worldwide television deal that's being seen in 160 countries, and you're getting eleven dollars or $12,000. Man, I'm telling you, if these fighters don't wake up, Jorge Masvidal's woken up. Okay, I think the man in Nunes is woken up to an extent as well. She's willing to retire. Masvidal's willing to say he's willing to retire. You know, more power to these people. If they're willing to walk away for a purpose, I think right on. Because I think Dana White's the worst pimp in the all in all of. I mean, I read some of the contracts. I told you I was trying to do a book on Barry Gordy and the Motown. Of course, Barry Gordy being a former professional boxer, I think he went eleven and two or nine and two, something like that, with only a few knockouts. He couldn't punch, but he was also the man that started Motown Records. So I wanted to do a book on the boxer and, you know, the musical icon, you know, put, try to put it together. So I had the story of, about him being a boxer, but I needed some stories on him being the musical icon. So I went to Detroit and looked at some of the contracts that he had, uh, that were in the City Hall archives. And I'm telling you, man, some of those contracts, I, th I, t I think I told you this, Diana Ross and the Supremes were getting $500 a week in 1965, but they had five number one hits in a row. So they're only getting 500 bucks a week. They're paying for their own transportation while they're on the road, and they're paying for their own clothes. So when and their own and their own hotel rooms. I kid you not. They're out of 500 bucks a week. So the ultimate pimp in my mind has got to be Barry Gordy. I mean, Don King, Don King got nothing on Barry Gordy. But but when you look at it all, Dana White beats Barry Gordy. Dare Barry Dana? Let me because Dana White's this is flesh. You know, you burn somebody in a, in a musical con contract, this and that, you put them on the shelf for this and that, you know, they can go play music in a club somewhere and make a couple of bucks. You, you can't do that fighting. If you don't want to fight for Dana, you don't fight for anybody. Last weekend, Cynthia Cavello, of course, was in the main event. She defeated Jess Guy. She moved up in weight from 115 to 126 pounds. <clears throat> uh, Miss I came in a quarter pound overweight. She lost the fight, going away four rounds of one, four rounds of one, and three rounds to two. In the co-main event, Mar Marvin Viteri beat Carl Robinson. That was in a four minutes and 17 seconds in with a rear naked choke. Outside of that, there were no fighters of note on the card. None. Absolutely none. What can I tell you? There's no talent there. The USC is in a, a bottomless, there's, there's nothing there. At the end of the day, $4.2 billion. Whoever paid for that $4,200 million, man, I wish I could sell you some desert sand from Arizona. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? 
then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill. I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. It must be somebody's birthday! Straight up, the man with the hands of stone. That's right, Roberto Duran. Turned 69 years old today, born in 1951. 103 wins, 16 losses, stopped four times, 70 KOs. Manos de Pietra, happy birthday. And of course, Rudy, Professor Rudy Ramirez out of CSM College of San Mateo down there in San Mateo, California, one of the greatest guitarists. If the guy didn't live in Carlos Santana's area, he would have been a great guitarist and everybody would know who Rudy Ramirez is, I kid you not. So we wish Rudy Ramirez, the professor, and Roberto Duran a very happy birthday. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look in the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, this is a Saturday edition, the Sunday edition, the next edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Sunday, of course, coming to you Sunday, uh, January 21st, coming to you at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on Sports Byline, Our Heart Radio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and SB Nation Sports. That's right. Ring Talk Live Worldwide Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. each time, live on Sports Byline. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm gonna-